I think I'm finally starting to understand when old people are like, I need my coffee in the morning. It's become almost a habit. Six, if not seven days a week, I'm having coffee, and I realize it's part of my morning routine. Hitting the gym, getting a large coffee. And the thing is, like, I would make my coffee at home, but I don't have a good coffee maker. So if there are any coffee maker sponsors out there that are listening, I'd love to get a little mug and maker sitch. But also, I would need to put the coffee machine in the refrigerator because I like it cold. Guys, Monday, August 9th, 7 p.m., we have the Ted Jones Comedy Show at The Stand Comedy Club and Restaurant NYC. That's one week from today. I'm going to put the ticket link in the YouTube description here, in the Spotify description, Apple Podcast description as well. This show is going to be amazing. We have six comics ready to come out and give it to you. And, of course, I will be there as well. There will be a few t-shirts that will be given out still trying to figure out how many t's we're going to be leaving on the chairs at the location okay so guys um i got a little bit of like a well i guess it was a full spam email but the thing was the spam came from a person who i thought was legit so i i guess i'll give out the name so i got an email from this person called jessica mayer or Meyer, it's Jessica M-E-I-R. I'm not really sure how to spell that. So I Googled Jessica Mayer as I got this email, and it turns out that this was actually a person who was in space, an astronaut, for 270 days. So naturally, as soon as I saw this email from this girl, I was like, oh my God, great, she wants to come on the podcast. Um, I can only imagine, I had so many questions running through my head, like, oh, she was in space for almost nine months what was it like? What did you do? All this crap. I had all these questions and I emailed her back. But the thing was with this particular email, how I knew it was a scam right away or how I knew I, I was like, I was like 65% sure that it was a scam. Jessica just wrote hi with like eight eyes. And also this particular person, Jessica Meyer follows people who I also follow. So I thought it was legit. So 65% chance I thought it was a scam, but 35% chance I was like, hey, I don't know. Maybe this could be the real deal, real astronaut Jessica. So I Googled her, check out a bunch of interesting facts about her, and I sent her an email back. I was like, I'd love to have you on the podcast. And then, guys, I get an email back that is no joke, like a five-paragraph essay. If you guys remember middle school and you remember five-paragraph essays, this was one of them. So as soon as I read through like the first paragraph about how she didn't have any money and she needed me to wire her money through her Libya account in Africa, I figured that this was probably not the real Jessica. But guys, seriously, be careful. Scammers are getting so crafty these days. Like I got an email on my uh, tedjonesworld at gmail.com account the other day. By the way, guys, send in your listener emails. We'll have one uh, later in this episode, but send in your listener Emails, comments, questions, concerns, tedjonesworld at gmail.com. And it said in this email that my PayPal account was used to buy a new MacBook Pro and it was charged in the amount of $979. So when I bought my MacBook, which is probably like a year and a half ago, it cost $1,300. So one, it was kind of alarming that the price of the Mac 
that I was supposedly charged for was $400 less. That seemed fishy. And then also like the PayPal account number was different. Just a lot of hackers trying to get your money, guys. And if you're familiar with Steve Will Do It, this is like a YouTuber who I've watched. I have your merch, bro. I bought one of his tank tops. He actually got his Bitcoin hacked. It said like somebody was in his wallet and he got hacked from, for his Bitcoin for like over a million dollars. So guys, if you don't have like a cold wallet for your crypto, basically like you take off all the money you have on your Coinbase account and you put it onto like a little hard wallet and then you put it somewhere super safe, AKA like a safe or somewhere where you won't lose it. And then you remember like the 12 keywords that you need to like access that actual money. I would suggest getting a wallet. It's like unhackable when you do that. You know, you might think, oh, I don't know. I don't want to lose this hard drive that I have, but hackers are getting crafty. I'll say it again. And I'd be slightly nervous if I had a lot of money on my Coinbase account. So I just keep like a few thousand dollars there just in case I'm trying to trade and such. But most of the money I have is on my cold wallet in a safe place. So I'm recommending that to you guys. And with people trying more and more ways with AI and different faucets, is that even a word? I guess like different ways to try and uh, take your wealth. Just be careful out there. Make sure you do a bunch of thinking before you go ahead and click a link that could be spam, guys. So I've been playing a bunch of tennis recently, and I'm super happy about it. Actually, this coming Thursday, we have my old tennis coach from when I was like 14, 15, 16 coming on the podcast on Thursday, Jack Brody. And we talked about the game a bunch. But within like the last three months, I've played more tennis than I had in like the previous year and a half. For sure. So I went over to Hannah Burner's house, Hannah, a previous guest on the podcast, and we played tennis for like an hour 20 the other day. And she's been someone who I've been hitting with a lot recently. She could definitely bang around that ball. So it's fun. But guys, I suggest getting back to the roots of what you enjoyed doing as a child, whatever that was from like ages seven to 12. If you like to get out there, playing in a soccer league, why not join an intramural league? You know, do it like once a week, spend whatever it is, an hour and a half, two hours a week doing that. And it's really fun. I'm sure the kid in you would really appreciate it. And especially if you're stressed or depressed or anxious, getting out there and doing something that you love to do when you were younger will really help you in terms of like mental clarity state. I've noticed that as I've been playing tennis, probably like once every two weeks now, I I find that the tennis for the 70, 72 hours after I play it loosens up my mind. So I appreciate it. And when I was playing tennis like five days a week for four years when I was younger, I didn't appreciate it as much. But now it's like a lifetime sport. And I suggest you guys get back to the roots of what initially made you happy as a kid. I think that like there's a kid in all of us. So... You got to really, um, you know, tap into that, guys. All right. So that's just some words of advice that I have for you or words of wisdom, rather, as I'm turning or I'm older than 29 and a half now. I'm like 29 and three quarters almost. Actually, like the beginning of September, I'll be 29 and three quarters. But you guys are listening to a guy who's been on this world for a little bit. And um, I've kind of found what works for me. Being vegan 
I'm feeling amazing, feeling healthy, feeling great, and playing tennis here and there, getting out in that sun, making sure those sunbeams hit my face, hit the bod, vitamin D. I'm not wearing sunscreen right now. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. So I am in the sun probably, I'd say, I mean, without sunscreen, I don't know, guys, without, without my shirt on, like 90 days out of the year. So if you guys really think I should be putting on sunscreen, let me know, tedjonesworld at gmail.com, tedjonesworld on Instagram. But I feel like if I'm only in the sun, you know, like three out of the 12 months of the year, I don't know if I need to be wearing sunscreen, you know? And it's not like I'm doing five days in a row, no sunscreen, you know? I'll do like three hours, four hours in the sun. If I'm running or something, no sunscreen, but isn't our body meant to soak up the sun? I gotta tell everyone to soak. You guys know that song? Up the sun. Well, whatever. I don't know. I'm not wearing sunscreen. I feel like sunscreen could potentially do more harm than good, but I don't know. I'm not one of those. No, nothing touches my body. I'm a vegan. God will heal me crap. So I don't know. I just, I don't enjoy wearing sunscreen and I like having a little tan guys. All right. So um, that is just something that I enjoy doing. One thing that I'm not really enjoying or maybe I'm learning to enjoy it just because I have to is the self checkout at grocery stores. I'm not sure how you guys feel about it, but it seems like we just end up needing more help with the self checkout rather than if there was a cashier there ringing everything up, you know, because like you go to the self checkout, you'll put in your credit card Maybe you'll click something wrong or you'll have everything like intact and then it'll say, wait for cashier. What is the point of there not being a cashier right there if almost every single time I'm going to need to wait for the cashier to like scan their barcode, you know, to make sure that I'm not stealing anything or whatever. But I don't, I don't know how much time this is really saving. I understand what you guys are trying to do. Use guys is at CVS, Fairway, I don't know, other places that use self-checkout. I understand what you're trying to do, but the older generation, and even me, you know, 29 and three quarters almost, I sometimes have difficulty with the self-checkout. I mean, do you guys have difficulty with it? Do you like self-checkout better than regular checkout. I prefer having a cashier there. They know where all the barcodes are. They whip them really quick. That's why I like a a grocery store like D'Agostino's or something like that. They're just old school, (laughs) been around for the past 40, it's not even 40 years. They've been around for the past 60 years probably, but it seems like those kind of grocery stores are going to go by the wayside just because the interior of all the D'Agostino's and Gristidi's looks like it's 1995 in there. When you talk about like a Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, or Fairway, it looks like they're up on their 2020 game technology taking over there. But um, we'll see if cashiers get fully phased out. I mean, I hope they don't. It's a, it's a nice interaction you have with a cashier when you go up there with your groceries or you're about to pay for something. But a lot of jobs becoming automated. And I talked about this in the last episode with Sari Ibrahim thinking like a bank. Uh, Sari, who's a, a financial analyst. I was talking about how life is just becoming so much more digital. And you guys know how like you'll see somebody on Instagram with like 100,000 followers and then they have like... 85 likes or something like that. I wonder if we are going to get to a point in society where instead of buying likes and viewers and followers on like 
your social media account, you can actually start to buy bots and like put them in seats. It's such a weird thought that I have. So at the show at Asylum, we had um, actually on not this past, or yes, it was actually this past Friday, not three days ago. So it was like 10 days ago. We ended up having around 85 people at the show. I was thinking there'd probably be close to 100, but there were definitely, I don't know, like 30, 35 free seats. What if you could buy bots for like $15 a piece to go and fill those seats? You know, it seems crazy now to think, but if you just think about the future and (laughs) even the people have like sex dolls and stuff that look enough like real people, what if you can just order bots to go like sit in the empty seats so they look like real people? That's a crazy thought. Maybe a 2030 thought. You know, we'll have flying cars and then we'll probably have bots put into the seat next to us just so we can go in the HOV lane. You guys know what the HOV lane is, the high occupancy vehicle lane so that you can fly through that traffic on the highway, whatever it may be. But I don't know, just a weird thought that I was having in terms of thinking about self-checkout. And then also on the street, but there are no more parking meters. It's becoming automated there too. They have like parking machines. You guys know what I'm referring to. They have that like tower looking figure in the middle of a block and then all it just prints out tickets and then like all 50 cars on the block just put a ticket underneath their uh, windshield wiper it says how long you've been there for I prefer the the meters with the quarters but you really don't see that that in New York anymore I've been to other states and other suburbs of New York and I've seen the quarter meters but I don't like the the robot machine that prints out tickets. You guys, let me know how you feel about it. I guess it could potentially be more efficient, especially since it takes debit and credit cards and people don't really carry around quarters that much more. But cash, quarters, becoming more so extinct. I mean, if you ask a guy like me, I really never even carry cash around. Or if I do, it's super rare. And then change? Forget about it. I mean, if I'm only carrying around change if I had just previously had cash. And as soon as I go home, I'm putting that change in like a bowl on the table. But I'm not carrying around change anymore, you know? I feel like women are the only people who'd be able to carry around change with like their pocketbook or their little change purse that they put in the pocketbook. But guys, for the most part, we have what? How many? One, two, three, four pockets. And we got our cell phone our keys, our wallet. I mean, we don't have time to be carrying around change. We don't, not that we don't have time. We just don't have space for it. So as things are becoming more automated, I, it's just there's going to be a time when we just scan our palm and we're able to get e- into everywhere. For example, on 24th and Park Avenue, they have a store called Amazon Go, where they just have snacks, they have like a little bit of lunch in there, but drinks, whatever. I think that they're trying it out, but Amazon can literally take over any company and just make it an Amazon company, an Amazon grocery store. But at this particular Amazon Go, for like the first three months that it was open, which is probably like nine months ago, I'll say you take your phone and you'd scan your Amazon barcode. This is assuming that you are an Amazon Prime member. So you pay like $14.14 per month to be an Amazon Prime member. But now you can scan your palm, guys, and get into that Amazon Go. So Amazon, obviously ahead of the curve 
in most situations, but this is a crazy concept. Just literally scanning your palm and being able to get into Amazon Go on 24th and Park. I think more and more things are just going to be either facial recognition, palm recognition, but AI devices and AI in general is taking over, artificial intelligence taking it over. I know that there are billionaires in the world that spend a ton of money each year making sure that artificial intelligence doesn't get smarter than us. But guys, these enormous keys that you're putting into your walk-up you know, in Manhattan or wherever you live, these keys are not going to last long. You know, like people will go to the fob system or they'll have like a virtual doorman. But the next step after a fob and a virtual doorman is just going to be facial recognition. It's just going to be palm recognition. You know, I mean, it's going to be more safe, more secure, you know, because you won't be able to steal someone's crypto unless you have their palm recognition You won't be able to get in places unless somebody sees your eyes or your face, like the iPhone recognition. But the first step was the iPhone with the facial recognition. First, it started out with a thumbprint, right? You test all your fingerprints to get into your iPhone. And then now it's just a facial recognition. I can only imagine that as time goes on, guys, a few years down the road, we're going to see a lot of facial recognition. Is it scary? Sure. Sure. But it's the way of the future. Guys, way of the future is content, digital creation, and digital interface along with human interface. Guys, if that even freaking makes sense. Okay, so I'd like to get to this listener email that we have here. Um, One second, I want to take out my phone. And okay, so we have Hunter, 24 years old. Hunter, thanks for writing in, bro. I love drinking. (laughs) But this summer, I have been drinking too much. Easy, four times a week, maybe five. I know you used to promote clubs, so you drank a lot. What helped you stop drinking so much? Hunter, thank you for uh, that email. That's actually a good question. Uh, So when I was promoting clubs when I was like 18, 19, 20 years old, a lot of drinking was happening. And I think the reason why I was drinking so much was it was just because it was around me so much you know like i would always have vodka tequila in my freezer and when i was that young i mean hard seltzer wasn't really um wasn't really invented yet but i think just having alcohol around you and in your house especially if you do tend to drink a lot it it's part of your environment so like things in your environment it's going to be tough to like look at something and be like and no like i shouldn't do that you know like i don't want to do it so i shouldn't like just if you have all these snacks and crap in your cabinet you're going to want to eat it right if you have sugary drinks in your refrigerator you're going to want to drink it so i think it's about initially keeping your house clean in terms of like, if you don't want to do something don't have it in your apartment because think about how much time you spend in your apartment right? You spend probably almost half the day, 12 hours a day in your apartment. You know, I mean, depending on how much you're moving around, moving, moving about, keep your environment clean and friendly. So you don't have distractions or things that you don't want to do in your house. And one thing I think that really helped me was, well, I think two things. The first thing was probably smoking weed, which is a funny thing to say. Like I would in the past drink more than I used to smoke weed. But now I just like smoking weed 
over drinking just because like I don't have a hangover the next day. It's not affecting my body composition really just because there's so much crap in alcohol. You know, people can consider it poison, whatever type of alcohol you drink, even if you're drinking in a hundred calorie hard seltzer, there's still so much Michigas that you don't even really know that goes into a hard seltzer or a vodka, or a tequila, gin, whatever dries out your body and it makes you feel bad for, you know, like more than 12 hours. I mean, me personally, if I get a hangover, that hangover usually lasts for me like at least 24 hours where like I wouldn't even feel the alcohol in my system yet. You know, like I'll wake up the next day and then for sure until 6 p.m. or whatever it is, I feel hungover. So as I got more into just being like a little bit more mellow and such, like I would still be able to go out, but I would just smoke weed before instead. And I was talking about how two things would help me stop uh, drinking. So it was, it was smoking pot, and then it was also seltzer. This is like maybe a funny thing to say, but just seltzer in general, the bubbles, I don't know, the bubbles and seltzer guys really get me going. I can't even describe it. Now I have like two to three seltzers a day, uh, whether I make it here on my own soda stream or I go out to the store and I buy like a one or two dollar seltzer. I just love the bubbles and drinking a seltzer in a social environment, I think is acceptable. And even if it's not, who cares? You know, people are always drinking something at an event. But guys, carry around a seltzer. Nobody even notices the difference. It looks like a vodka soda as is. But just in general, when you're mixing anything, put seltzer in it. I think that'll also help you turn to just having seltzer. You know, like I was a big cranberry and vodka guy when I was like 19 and 20 years old. And then I switched from cranberry and vodka just to like vodka soda, which is like a vodka seltzer. And I think just the seltzer taste in it kind of made me realize that I like the seltzer in this drink more than I like the vodka. You know what I mean? And it gives you a little bit of a party in your mouth too, <laughs> drinking the seltzer. You know, it's bubbly. It's different. It doesn't taste just like your average flat water. Um, Diet Coke, I was drinking a lot, but like Diet Coke and seltzer were probably the beverages that I was drinking the most in terms of getting my fix away from alcohol and onto a non-alcoholic beverage. I used to drink a lot of Diet Coke, but now it's just seltzer, guys. So how did I get off drinking from like Hunter was here like four or five days a week? No joke, even though I was surrounded by it. Keep your home environment clean, friendly, free of alcohol. You know, you shouldn't have a bottle of wine in the refrigerator if you don't want to drink it or a bottle of wine on the counter. I don't know. However, you drink wine. Apparently, you're supposed to drink red wine like warm, not warm, but you know what I mean? It's not supposed to be in the refrigerator. Keep your environment clean. And when you're going out to dinner and stuff, try and just have a soda. You know, you don't need to drink. And even if other people are drinking around you, it might help just to have some bubbles. You know, it feels like something's different. You know, like you're not drinking bubbles all the time, drinking CO2 and bubbles. I mean, like seltzer. So if you're drinking regular flat water during the day and then you spice it up with some <laughs> with some CO2 bubbles at night, that could help too. But also I would suggest trying to switch from alcohol to weed. I know weed makes a lot of people anxious, but maybe if you just start with a little, you start with like a half puff of marijuana out of a bowl, you'll see how you feel. And the beautiful thing about weed is that it really only lasts for like three hours, I'd say. 
you know, like not even fully three hours, you know, I mean, by like hour three, you're not high anymore and you're ready to move about like your everyday life. Like I've told you guys before on this podcast that like I won't smoke weed three hours before any recording of this podcast just because like if I do smoke weed, I know that I'll lose words or like I'll look a little bit droopy here on the camera. But it's just a matter of figuring out your body and figuring out what your mind likes to do. And if you do have distractions around you, like even for me, if I have a big bag of, I don't know, peanut butter brittle or something like a vegan snack like that in my cabinet, I know that I'm likely going to crush the whole bag. But if I don't crush the whole bag, then I'll still probably have some of it. But keep your surroundings intact, guys. That is uh, the most important part. And just try seltzer instead of alcohol. If you don't want to smoke weed, try seltzer. See how you feel. Even at dinner, if your friends are drinking and you drink seltzer that night, think about how much better your day is going to be versus your friend's day the next day. I don't want to say that you have a leg up on the competition, but oh my gosh, guys, it sounds like you're going to have a leg up on all competition. Be better than you were yesterday, okay? I'll leave you guys with that note. Monday, next Monday, August 9th, 7 p.m., the Stand NYC Comedy Club and Restaurant. Guys, come have dinner, 7 p.m., get wasted. The show's gonna be like an hour and 15 minutes. You'll come after work, have some freaking delicious food, maybe have a drink if you'd like, or have a seltzer, whatever. But it's gonna be a great time Tickets for the Ted Jones Comedy Show are in this here YouTube, Instagram, and of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You guys see the link right there. I hope to see you at the show and get there a little bit early so you can get a Ted Jones World t-shirt. All right? I'll see you guys on Thursday. Peace.